Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of Video Game Realness, serving up a weekly dose of gaming chit-chat among friends. I'm your host, Delvin, and this week, it's me, and it's Cameron! Yay! Everybody be busy. Yeah. So, me and Cameron have no life, so... (laughs) Hey, I did Ikea this morning, and that, that was a trek. To do that. Without subway. Yes, there was no subway. Well, there were shuttle buses, but that's... That was worse than could have possibly been. Um, so this week, we are going to be t- discussing esports. Um, where it's now, where we think it might go, and how it's changed gaming. Um, a few small news tidbits, and then we're going to be... Doing our pre-E3 bit, um, going through what we think we may see, and what big games we might expect to hear about. (laughs) So, but before we do that, we have our hot topic for this week, (laughs) which is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. This is the uh, spiritual successor to Castlevania. Yes. Made by whose name escapes me right now. I know the syllables, but I can't. I can't even it. pronounce it anyway. But yeah, sorry. Anyways, so basically, Castlevania creator who used yeah. to be with Konami. Um, <laughs> that as, seems to be a growing trend. Used to be with Konami. Yeah. <laughs> um, as we know, Konami is like the self-imploding sinking ship, and it's. It's. I know it's horrible because people's lives are kind of at stake and like their livelihood and whatever. But this is delicious. Well, I am loving watching this happen. But the thing, okay, so the thing about, well, not Castlevania, mm. but Konami in general is that they're doing it to themselves. It's it not seems very much like that. Yeah, it's not as if you know these developers didn't want to continue making the games they wanted to make. Yeah. It's that. Konami didn't really want to let them. So, the creator for Castlevania put out this video for the game that he wanted Mm -hmm. to create. And in the video, he's basically saying that, you know... The the video to me was a big fuck you to Konami. A little bit, a little bit. Um, He basically stated that, you know, people think that there's no interest for this type of game. Mm -hmm. And he is bringing it to Kickstarter. Um... To basically show that there is a demand for this type of game, and he was calling upon the help of people to show that, yes, there is a demand for this game. Well, guess what? Uh, There is. There was a lot of money being thrown at the screens. So, the amount that was requested, I believe, was Uh, $500,000. MBD. And they had a lot of the money and the game, I guess, already developed, but they just needed more to show the support behind the investors who are going to be, I guess, publishing the game, that there is demand for this, and again, to show that fuck you to Konami. Well, it is now basically done five times its requested amount. It's now at $2,599,174 as of this recording. So... By tomorrow, it'll be easily $2.6 million. Yeah. I mean, its stretch goals have <laughs> completely... How do you get stretch goals at that point? Like, what What do you offer? Like, blowjobs? Like, well, do you of... even need to? You <laughs> can say, look, we're done. <laughs> we might send you a selfie yeah. at this point. Like, 
Like, okay, so some of the stretch goals um, is going to have actually David Hayter as one of the voices in the game. Oh. So, again, another oh. fuck you. Oh. I mean, that is, again, another fuck you to Konami getting David Hayter to do uh. a voice in the game. Mm. So, that's happening. Um, they've created uh, one of the last stretch goal was a classic mode. So, I guess like an 8-bit version of the game. So that's going to be in the game. There's like two-player mode. There's like a hard mode that they're putting in. Um, they've actually alluded to other stretch goals that are in the basement that are like super high stretch goals that are mm-hmm. like three million. Um, and then, so I guess you'll start going further into the basement because the way they set it up is not as a tower, but uh, like a reverse uh, tower uh, where you're going down. Oh, that's cute. So you start at the roof and then it goes all the way down. And so now we're at like the ground level. Of the stretch goals, mm-hmm. and then for the stretch goals, go into the basement, and then right. it says like you need like a key and which more money or whatever. Um, so this game is only coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, mm-hmm. Reason being, they said that is because they want to focus on just making the game work for the two consoles, as opposed to trying to make it work for Wii U and then make it work for PS3 and Xbox yeah. 360, and going back because. It, I'm getting the impression that this game is not just going to be kind of like um, Mighty Number no. Nine, where it's a smaller game, right? Um, and where Mighty Number no. Nine is a smaller game and can p- most likely be easier ported to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks like it's going to be more of a full-fledged yeah. game, like a meaty piece of pie, essentially. <laughs> um, so. Like, the game, like, I believe, like, if you were the the donation levels, like, I believe it was, like, $60 was to get the game oh, on, so, like, physical release. So, yeah, it's, like, a full... So, it's, like, a full game. Full-on thing. So, so yeah, it's going to be for PS4 and Xbox One. It did allude that in, like, further stretch goals that if they were, like, I guess if they got to, like, I don't know, $4 million or something, yeah. that they could do... A Wii U version or something, right. but it, it was very loosely alluded. Yeah, that's a tough thing to promise. Yeah, There's so a lot involved there. I mean, it just, if they have the money, then I could see them maybe going for it, but it's not a huge focus yeah. for them at this point. I just love the name of this game because, as James said, it it reads like the title of a chapter in a George R. R. Martin book where Sansa gets her period for the first time, like. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. <laughs> that is right up his alley right now. I almost, I almost spit out my ginger ale. Okay. But, like, what I find interesting about this is not only how quickly... So this is, like, now the third, like, third big, like, um, console release type game. You had My Number Nine, yep. you had Ukulele. Yes. And now Bloodstained, where I mean Ukulele was was funded like in a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't asking for much, but it was funded and then beyond stretch goals yeah. again. Mighty number nine, it was like super funded. I think it got up to like four point two million dollars yeah. in like funding and plus not just uh, funding that they got from Kickstarter, but some people had like donated through PayPal. Yeah. So when they added it all together, like it was an astronomical yeah. number. Of- and then we just saw Broken Story, which was a 
uh, sort of point-and-click action game, one of the first, not action, uh, sorry, adventure games that was one of the first big uh, Kickstarter things. It just released, I think, the second episode of its story, and Mm -hmm. it's been doing really well. Aside from the end of that, it was pretty busted, but it's nice to see we're getting some stability in the Kickstarter games where it's not just some dude in his basement promising the world in an MMO. Yeah. It's now we've got some actual, like, people behind it yeah engine and they're not just looking for the money there a lot of them have like in this case they have the investors elsewhere this money is just to show them that there's interest yeah i think it's a just to support their investment and then to say you know people want to buy this and more people will buy it i mean a lot of people a lot of people in some cases are like wow i'm excited for it but it's already funded so i'm not going to bother putting any money towards Mm. it i'm just going to buy it when it comes out some people are like, whatever, I'll just put the money to support to say, yeah, I support this developer mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. One of the other interesting things I, I, I found about this is, uh, so Inti Creates, who also is um, develop, helping develop and um, I believe, not publish, but they're behind the development for Mighty Number no. 9, is right. also going to be helping with this. Oh, fun. So... Integrates is in a very good position. They're doing okay with like supporting these Japanese developers who are like collecting. (laughs) They're now collecting franchise children. Yeah, they're like (laughs) collecting all these franchises that aren't necessarily the original franchises, but But like close enough. Close enough. They're better than any recent iteration I can imagine. Exactly. So, in my opinion, I I can definitely say that. I think the next one that will happen, not in not in like this year or next year, but like due to legal that. clauses, will be Kojima. It'll be Boob Squeeze Simulator. <laughs> Fucking toy. It'll be something. Yeah, but it'll be something. But I yes, think Kojima is, will come out with next. his next Metal Gear through Kickstarter. Yeah. And I think we may even see P.T., which got canceled. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, correct. That whole mess. Right? So that was canceled. Now, okay, so the thing about PT was you didn't know it was a Silent Hills game. The only no. reason it was discovered was whoever finished it and then there was something that alluded to that, okay, it's yeah. Silent Hill. The game in itself could very easily just be something else. It could just be a thing. They could just leave it there. Yeah. So we don't know how much of this game was already created how mm-hmm. where they were in development in my opinion i'm and again i don't know what was going on behind the scenes they could mm-hmm. very easily just continue their development and carry it on somewhere else Suppose and so. as some other game you know yeah. it could it could be called you know quiet quiet valley or quiet something Hillock. quiet you know it could be called something else <laughs> it doesn't you know it could whatever so I am. I really like that there is, you know, the, that there is Kickstarter, that there is that market there to allow these developers to create their mm-hmm. their games. Yeah. Um, because now you know, unfortunately, some publishers just don't want to get behind some games because I, I feel like a lot of the bigger publishers too, like you know, your Capcoms, your yeah. Activisions, and whatnot, are really more so focused on big budget titles. Yeah, and I can understand where they're coming for them. It is a risk to try one of those games, but it's it's now nice that we have other people who are willing to take that risk. Yeah. And that's us. Yes. <laughs> it's essentially, yeah, we're the ones who are backing it and now 
allowing it to happen. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, that the bigger publishers only see value in big budget games, which I find rather odd that they're more behind the big budget games. Yeah, considering, you know, the, the big, big budget, budget part of that. Right. Yeah. You know, like, so, like a game like Mighty Number no. 9, Bloodstained, I'm not saying it's cheap in development, but it's but cheaper. to, yeah. You know, it's cheaper in development to some big 3D title, yeah. right? Yeah. So I find it odd that they don't want to get behind that. And so, okay, you might not make your Call of Duty millions mm. off of you know, Mighty Number no. 9 or Bloodstain, but amount of money invested versus money gained. Yeah. What is wrong with that? You, you're, you're developing fans for a specific uh, franchise and a brand and developing brand loyalty. I don't know why you wouldn't want to get behind that. And, uh, the, and that's the yeah. same thing I say to like Capcom. Like, I feel like Capcom's reason for not wanting to make another Mega Man is because they don't know what to do with it. They want to make it like a big budget title, but but then yeah. they don't want to spend the money because they don't think they'll get the money behind it. Well, then yeah. don't make a big budget one. Just make yeah. something I think simple part- that people just want yeah. to play. Exactly. And it'll make money. Will it make millions? No, but no. just make it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's my... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... I, I, are we just going to pause? No, it's okay. Keep going. Okay. I think part of why they would prefer the big budget, even though it is a big budget, is that you then get the media circus behind it. Yes. And that's going to build your brand in that way, as opposed to focusing on a niche and then growing that niche. This is a bit easier. You can throw marketing dollars at it, and that'll get you fair enough. sales. It's, it, it sucks, but... And it's, it very well might not be the right way. We might start seeing that this other way is the correct way to doing this. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I do hope so that they realize it. You know, in a lot of cases, we've seen where these big budget titles and the big marketing push behind them ends up blowing up in people's faces. Yes. Destiny. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm not saying Destiny was a bad game, it just but wasn't the world. It wasn't the world, you know. It wasn't what they were expecting it to be. It wasn't the 500 million dollar investment that Activision put into it. Yeah, you know, it didn't. It didn't quite come out. So yeah. that's why I find it odd that you know you're they're more willing to make that kind of investment versus like a game that might cost them like a million dollars in publishing. <laughs> yeah, it's and it might only make them. Two or four million, between two and four million dollars, but that's still profit, and I don't yeah. know why that's a. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So congratulations uh, for Bloodstained. Uh, I look forward to actually playing it, uh, and when it comes out, which I don't think it even has a release date. I have no idea. It most likely will be twenty sixteen, maybe even twenty seventeen. Probably. Who knows? Um, but congratulations, he still gets to continue making his games. And, yeah, that's completely awesome. Ah, so, moving on to our short now playing. Yes. Because I say short because I know I haven't played very much. Two games. (laughs) I have played two games. (laughs) Uh, But one thing that me and Cameron both did play that is not a video game was a board game. Ah! Uh, 
So our friend Phil got this new. Okay, so what happened was we went out for like uh, food last weekend. Yeah, it was a long weekend. Um, and then we went to this board game shop, and he's like, mm-hmm. we he was just looking to buy a, a random board game. Yeah. And me and our other friend, we saw this board game called Legendary, which yeah. is a Marvel based mm-hmm. card deck building game. And we had no idea what the game was, yeah. but we literally just. Was like, oh, it's a Marvel game, and you. We're still on the high from Age of Ultron, right? So we totally coerced our friend into buying the game, <laughs> having no idea what it was like, if it was good. No, nope. we were like, it's Marvel; it can't be that bad. Exactly. Well, we were correct. It's amazing. It was very fun. It's a very fun game. Um, I've never had played a, a deck yeah. building uh, type mechanic car, uh, board game or card game and it was very fun to play mm-hmm. um, you basically I'll give the game in a small nutshell because yeah. like it's, it's very intricate quite <laughs> basically uh, you're working there's a an common enemy called the mastermind um, and he works with different types of enemies mm-hmm. um, and then the, you pick certain heroes in the game up to five usually yeah. um, and then you buy heroes and you're trying to create your own deck to basically fight against the villains and the mastermind. Different things happen on each turn that might cause you to lose heroes or take extra damage and things like that. Um, I'm I'm giving a very like short abbreviation of the game, but basically it's very fun because like of all the uh, Marvel characters that are in it. Um, And like their abilities and things that they do are very true to The, their characters and and their and their type of fight yeah. style or play style. So, like for example, you've got Spider Man who doesn't do a huge amount of damage on his own, but he's very good at like figuring out what the next card is in your deck. So yeah. then you build around that. He and rescues you, bystanders. Exactly. So like bystanders are things are, are like just people who get stuck in the game, and yeah. things could happen if they get like, if they get captured. captured. Um, so you have to try and rescue them so that the villains don't capture them. Because some villains get more strength if they have more bystanders with them. We found that out the hard way with Sinister. Yeah. He wrecked our face whenever we <laughs> accidentally let a few bystanders get captured. Yeah. And the good thing, the other good thing about this board game is that it's not always it comp- you winning. Oh god, we lost so many times. Yeah. Like the villain wins in this in this game, and yeah. like it's a cooperative game. Um, I mean, you can play against each other. Well, not necessarily against each other, but There's not working system. together. Yeah, doesn't really no, benefit you're just you. Screw yourselves over. So, like when I say you could, you know, work against each other. If someone's trying to build a certain deck, you know, and you buy the cards that they need. To make yeah. their deck better, which would then in turn be able to work against beating the villain, mm-hmm. then you're really only fucking everyone over because you're going to end up with cards that you don't you need, want. and the other player ends up with cards that they need but don't have. Yeah. So it just fucks everyone over. Exactly. Um, but uh, it, it's a very fun game. Uh, I like that it's different every time you play it because Completely. there's either you can play with different villains, different heroes, mm-hmm. and then there's also different. Uh, there's a thing called the scheme yes. that the mastermind is trying to complete, and there's a whole bunch of different schemes that can happen. Mm-hmm. And schemes are basically different things that will. Fuck the game over, essentially. Yeah, it's things like uh, Secret Invasion where scrolls come in, or heroes end up being villains because they're actually scrolls. or Civil War will be the scheme in that every once in a while you'll just lose all heroes yeah. on the board kind of thing because they all got pissed off and hurt each other. Yeah, 
And then when you run out of heroes in the, like the Civil War one, the game is over because yeah, everybody like killed each other. That happened. And and that's one that's one of the other things too. It's like it's There's- very realistic. In in a, in a very comic book setting, yeah. and how the game plays out. It starts out the very beginning of each game is super hard, like everything went to shit kind of thing, and then you've got to pick up the pieces and then get yeah. to the end. Kind of you know, thing. you have to like recruit and build your team in order to fight the villain. Mm-hmm. It's very plays out very much like a yeah. comic book, very much so, very very much like a comic totally. book. And like certain heroes, like so you 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 pick certain heroes um, to play the game and. Um, they have abilities that kind of work off of each other's abilities mm-hmm. based on the... There's, like, a whole symbol system based on the cards. And some of them d- work well together, and some of them don't work well together. Yeah. So when you pick, like, the first time we played the game, we were like, oh, we're going to pick all the all the divas in the game. Yeah. So we picked Storm, uh, Black Widow, uh, Rogue... Emma Frost, and uh, at that time we only had those four women to pick from, and so yeah. then we picked Thor. Those five did not work well together <laughs> at all. At all. Okay? Like, <laughs> it was just, it was great to be able to use the heroes that we wanted, but like, they just didn't work together at all. Like, off of each other's abilities. Yeah. Anyways, if you're looking for a fun uh, board game to play with friends, and you're a Marvel fans... Uh, I highly recommend this game because mm-hmm. it's super fun. Definitely, it is. It does cost a lot, but it is very much worth it. Yeah, because it's different every time you play it, and um, you, you can play for like we played for what like four hours last night. Yeah, like, yeah, and it didn't even feel like long. Yeah, if you are somebody who's played a lot of deck building games before and you're trying to figure out like the difficulty scale, I would say it's about middle. It's not super easy, but it's also not like Battlestar Galactica level of what the fuck is going on right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but in terms of other games, I've been playing more League of Legends. Shocker! Um, is that skin out yet? Yes. <laughs> so they're... Okay, so they came out with a Sailor Moon-esque skin for Lux called Star Guardian Lux. Ah! She basically looks... Like Chibi Moon. Yeah. Okay. Totally. But not as annoying as Chibi Moon. <sighs> Fuck Chibi Moon. Um, and all of her abilities have been re- redone. When she, when you recall, it's the best thing. She oh like God. does like a transformation oh, dance shut as up. she's recalling. Shut up. And the music actually changes shut up. while you recall. <laughs> like it, it, it sounds like a Sailor Moon type oh Japanese. Like it's amazing. Okay. It is amazing. Her her finisher, which is the beam, yeah. is like a like magical beam. It's not like a light. It's a light beam still, but but it's it's got like stars and kawaii. rainbow. Yeah, it's everything about it is very kawaii. <laughs> it's amazing. So I, I had fun playing with that skin, and um, still trying to climb the ranks in ranked, which is annoying. Sorry, I, just as a side, I'm just thinking about this now. Smite badly needs to get a Sailor Moon theme because they have Chunga, Goddess of the Moon. Mm-hmm. They've got Aphrodite, who's literally Venus. Mm-hmm. They've got well, I guess Zeus could have a Jupiter Sailor Jupiter. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, there is Mercury. Mercury's in the game. Mm-hmm. He could have Sailor Mercury. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like set. It's perfect. They could they could make it happen. 
at the very least, get Chang'e a Sailor Moon outfit. Yeah, um, I uh, did play. I did play Smash Brothers today, and, oh, and tried Mewtwo. Mewtwo is uh, super fun. I really like his uh, jumping like A ability. Just the, uh, yeah, the that like continuous damage ability. It's, it's much better than it was in Melee. It's, like it's a, it's quick and it. Like, and a lot of those multi-hit moves I find, like, it's really easy for people to just fly out of them if they're mm-hmm. at high percentages. This, they, like, get stuck in that. Yeah. It's the it's peach great. dress for the air. Yes. This is that peach dress so much. <laughs> um, his forward A in the air is also amazing. His yep. up A, his, uh, on the ground up A is amazing. And... Hitbox a bit janky, but yeah, it's really, it kills so easily. Yeah. Um, I don't quite know what you're supposed to do with, like, his, um forward B move, his, like, toss. Um, the t- but it combos well when you toss them, and then you forward A. And yeah. But, I, like, I don't really know what you're supposed to do with that. It reflects projectiles. So. Oh, it does. So it is that kind of thing. My problem with that is... I've, I don't know if I'm just playing as people who just sit there and spam, like, buttons, but, like, I find that until they get to really high percentage, if you use that move, they can break out of their falling animation before you're finished doing the grab thing. So you, like, grab them, and you just basically bring them close so that they can then, like, punch you in the face. It's like, oh. That doesn't... So I I might just be doing something wrong. That doesn't work. Um, Anyways, uh, I haven't really... Oh, I did rent Dragon Age. Yes. So I am going to give that a whirl. Yeah. Uh, And and dabble in that to Mm -hmm. see how I like Dragon Age. And but other than that, I haven't really played anything else. Yeah. Um, on the Marvel side of things, I am getting obsessed with Marvel heroes right now. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh my god! Every time in my, st- I'm on my computer because I have Steam <laughs> running. I can see Cameron is playing Marvel heroes. Oh my god! It's just so ridiculous. Last week they had the Omega event, which is for five days or something like that. Uh. Like, for the first day, there's 25% extra experience. And then the next day, that you get an additional 25%. So it just keeps culminating until five days later where you're sitting at, like, massive amounts of extra experience. What you wind up doing is you get that experience bonus. Then you go and get all of the experience boosts that you can get from, like, in-game currency and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had, like, 887% experience <laughs> at one point. And then you just go and you farm, like one of the fastest bosses mm-hmm. kind of thing and I so you've leveled up quite a few characters well too. I didn't I, what I once you get to max level there's a secondary uh, leveling system it's called Omega oh okay which you then put points into it's sort of like a talent tree system or it's sort of like um, what, what's Diablo call it uh, Paragon. I, Paragon. I never got far enough in Diablo to actually know what Paragon But it's kind of like the same idea, where yeah. you have an extra leveling and it just gives you extra yeah. points to put into other things. Yeah. So it's was, the same thing. So I was doing that and I was also getting, like, gearing up my Wiccan so I could maybe try raiding. I might do that. Okay. Because raids in this, they're, they're not long, like... I'd be very interested to see how raids work. Yeah, I, if I do it, I'll try and record it at least so we can see what it's like. Yeah, because I want to see how like it works. Because in yeah. my mind, I always think of raids as tank, healers, yeah. and DPS. So I, to see it work in a different setting is yeah. interesting. Because, um, I don't know, I feel like raids always need to still have that support. You can't just have yeah. a bunch of DPS in there just running around and whatever. Yeah. I feel like a true raid needs someone to be helping. 
yeah, parade. It's... Either buffing, healing, mm-hmm. shielding. Maybe not have a tank, because, like, you know... Yeah. I mean, the idea behind a tank, really, I find to be a little bit silly. It is. Because, like, you have, like, these giant bosses, and they're only hitting these two people in front of them. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's, like, 23 other people People shooting tons of beams. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I still feel that the, the... the necessity for support to be there. Yeah. Not necessarily a tank, because I do think, like, the tank system, it is, it is silly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because, like, you like you do have people who are in, like, cloth armor who, like, you know, you know, like, think of it in, like, you know, Wrath of Lich King. You know, you're fighting Arthas. Like, he could fucking sneeze on, like, a warlock, and, <laughs> and the then... warlock would die. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't make sense, but, like... That's why you need that support to be like, mm-hmm. here is this shield so that you yeah. don't die and to be using them at the right times to help pre- not mm-hmm. prevent people from dying. So, yeah, from what I can see in this is there's still a lot of those sort of stay out of the fire, uh, target switching, move away from the group, get back in the group, that sort of mechanic. Yeah. I haven't seen much in terms of support, though, because there's only a few characters that really have support-like abilities, yeah. and none of them are really necessary. They help. They help, like but they're not... Like having a Scarlet Witch there that can put a bubble down yes. during a big AoE thing, or if there's a lot of ongoing damage, Vision can give heals, but I've never seen anyone say, okay, we need to have a Vision, we need to have an Invisible Woman. It's usually maybe just, once they start to develop hard mode raids. Yeah, there, there are might hard be modes things. coming, so we'll see. Or they might even start to see like they might modify like some abilities. Yeah, because all of these support type abilities are all new. Like Vision is a new character, and then Hawkeye, Invisible Woman, and Scarlet Witch all have support abilities, but they didn't originally have those. Those have been added in since. So. I think Storm has. Well, I can't remember all of her abilities. But I know she has, like, a windshield ability mm. for herself. Right. They can easily modify her, some of her yeah. abilities to be, like, you know, oh, she shrouds, like... Yeah, like a, an a, AOE, a wind, wall, a wind wall kind of thing. Yeah. So that might be something very interesting I would mm. love to see them do. Like, yeah. explore more support abilities. Yeah. Where you could actually build your character. Because I know now you can have, like, two talent specs, right? Yeah, you, there's a max of, like, like you can five spec, or something, but you get two free. Yeah, you can spec your character a certain way. So yeah. that really kind of alludes to the idea of really needing to spec your characters differently. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because yeah. if they are going to explore, like, support, like, maybe, you know, they'll have raids where it's like, okay... This is a 10-man raid. It requires at least two support yeah. characters. Or, and, and it might not... And again, it might not be like support that you always think about. It might be in this fight you need either Nightcrawler, Psylocke, or Emma Frost because they can make people invisible. Right. Because you'll need that for this part of the fight. But then on the next fight you will need Invisible Woman because she will shield people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I would like It'll be nice because I hear that a lot of raids right now they just take the top tier characters. So it's like Venom, Scarlet Witch, and Captain America everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then just win. Yeah. So yeah, I would like to see it be a little bit more structured that way. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that I think that's important to raiding. Yeah. Not just to just because it, because when it's all just DPS, I, I just picture being Diablo. Like, it's just yeah. fight the boss until it dies. It's, it's, as it's, far as I can tell, that's what it is at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss eSports. Oh. Be right back. And we are back. Hello. So, 
the other day I was on Twitch just randomly. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it just kind of had an epiphany of just <laughs> like, or just a, a realization of what I was actually doing. <laughs> That's never a good thing when you're on Twitch. Like, <laughs> it's like, what am I doing with my life? Well, not, not just that, but just like, I don't know. I just took a moment to stop and think mm-hmm. about esports and streaming and YouTube culture in general yeah. and how this truly did not exist at all. At all. Ten years ago. Nope. I mean, it maybe like ten years ago it was like, I think you had Justin TV. Like, I, was that even around ten years ago? I don't ago? even know. I, know. I can't, like, I don't know the dates in if terms of If we don't specific... know, then it didn't matter. Right. There you go. <laughs> you know? Like... I just think of, you know, gaming, how it was, you know, back in 1985. I mean, Mm -hmm. not that I was gaming then, but that's really when, like, the NES came out and stuff like that. And then you look at it now in 2015 and how much it's become, like, part of our culture. Yeah. Um, it's, It's on your console, you know, except Nintendo consoles. But it's on your Xbox. It's on your PS4. It's now just common space to just stream what you're playing. Yeah. And have other people watch you. Further beyond that, um, you have... I was watching I was watching Mortal Kombat was what I was watching. And you could bet on the match in the Twitch stream. With oh. like... Uh, there was like a point system mm-hmm. uh, kind of mod they had running in the channel. Where you could bet on who would win and you would collect points... And, of course, the longer you watched and the more points that you could accumulate through picking who was going to win, um, you could win, like, gift cards and stuff that the person was giving away. I love that. So, it's just... Like what? Like this it's is crazy. A- it's crazy. You used to have to watch like some weird ass show on like channel sixty three or something, and then at the end of the show, there's a mail in thing to get like a free copy of Nintendo Power. Yeah, and, that and was now the and yeah. now you can sit at home, okay, and type and- lol kappa every like five minutes, and there you go. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, and and um, so I was in school too, and like the one of the my friend will. The guy who sits beside me, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're not, like, besties, but, like, we talk. And he's, like, really into Dota. Yeah. Dota 2. poor guy. And you could bet on, like, Dota matches, like, with real money. And, Mm -hmm. like, like, I I don't get it. Yeah. First of all, okay, let me just say that the people watching Dota are usually between the ages of 13 and 25. Yeah. Okay. And Nick. yes, I know you have, like, generally disposable income, but it's just weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just, you're taking your hard-earned, well, maybe not hard-earned money because a lot- Your parents' hard-earned money. You know, and, and just, you're, this is young gambling. <laughs> you're betting on Dota matches yep. to see who's going to win, and then you're winning more money off of just picking who won a Dota match. Now, don't get don't get my my um. attitude about this <laughs> wrong. That I think this is stupid, but it, it's just where we've come it's, in terms of gaming. It's just accelerated. 
Yeah. It's utterly accelerated in the past five years. By no means am I saying this is a bad thing. I mean, it's very much become part of our culture. And trust me, if I... If this was around when I was a young child gaming, I would have been all over it. Yep. All over it. Yep. Because I remember, you know, working as a little teenager at at Blockbuster and, and having tons of... Well, not tons, but like at that time... It felt like. It felt like tons of money because you don't have no expenses. Exactly. So what else do I have to do than, like, throw money on the internet to possibly win more money? Yep. You know, it's just crazy. And so esports as as a whole, like, you know, where you can play a video game Mm -hmm. and make money. Yeah. Completely did not exist. You know, it's very much a thing now. Mm -hmm. It's celebrated. It's... Yeah. I, I feel as though every time I turn on Twitch, there's some League of Legends championship. Yeah. Like, always on. Always. North America, LCS, Europe. Yeah. Korea. Like, there's always some kind of championship mm-hmm. around League of Legends on Twitch. And Riot is always... I feel like they're always streaming. Yeah. They should just have a permanent channel always on at this point, I feel. Because it's... There's always a competition. So, almost to the point where I'm like, I, I no longer know which ones are the big ones. No, right? <laughs> it's weird. Because it's always on. I know. Always, always such high like production quality. It's like, is this, is this the big one? Like, which There's one is the big one? There's a lot of light shows going on right now. I don't know if this is the one. I, like, I feel like an old person. <laughs> I know! Who doesn't understand what's going on? Ugh. Like, okay, I feel like I very much am involved in gaming enough to know what's going on. But yeah. the, the, at the same time, there are things that I just don't know. No. Like, okay, so I'll give you another example. So, looking at looking the news, mm-hmm. okay, so some of the YouTube gamers are going to be getting their own Minecraft-inspired figures. Yes. Kind of like uh, Disney Infinity or mm-hmm. um, uh, the uh, Skylanders. Sky, yes. So these are figurines you can purchase, mm-hmm. like Amiibos or whatever, yeah. in a store, and they're based on popular YouTubers Love who've it. played this game. Love it. And so they're, the, the article is like naming off these YouTubers who are like big time Minecrafters. I'm like, who are these people? I have no idea who they are, I, but... There's a lot of X's in their names. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> But but there is a huge market of people who obviously know who these people are. And I'm like, what? I would kill to have an action figure. Like, I will settle... Look, people who are listening, I will settle for shitty, like, stick figure fan art. But if I got, like, an action (laughs) figure that then could plug into a video game, set for life. I'll just just quit everything. Isn't that, that, like... That's amazing. That is so cool for them. When has... I I don't even know how that happened. I just... (laughs) that's why old person sounds yeah (laughs) no but really like like, okay so there I mean Minecraft is is a huge thing and I I feel so out of touch sometimes because I don't I don't get it I I, I haven't played it but I just don't feel the desire to play Minecraft yeah as much as everyone else does like I've watched Mm -hmm. Minecraft I get it I see what you're supposed to do but I have no desire at all to go do it myself to go and build anything or do anything like I tried it once and it was it was a thing 
I tried making a nice little house on the water, but then the water physics, like, bugged out, and then I had this weird, like, whirlpool. I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, f- I fucked up building a wooden house. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I try to be in touch with gaming as much as possible, and I... I don't know, I just don't get, I don't get Minecraft. That but it's a huge thing. It's, massive. it's, it's a huge thing that as YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers now basically have a career out of playing this game. Mm-hmm. You, they now have figurines. It's crazy. Yep. So I, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to, to, to share that and, and, and basically kind of think of like, you know, this is where we are now. Where are we going to end up in another, <laughs> I'm just going to even say five years because at, at how much things are exponentially growing uh-huh. in terms of technology and gaming. Um, so one of the things that we obviously know is a big thing that's growing right now is virtual reality. We have Oculus oh, Rift. Another one has entered a Kickstarter called Fuse, I believe. Really? I didn't even heard of that one. Um, you know, you have the Samsung VR gear where mm-hmm. you can just slop your phone in there and it, <laughs> it, it becomes a virtual reality headset. Yeah. Um, Microsoft is working on one for yeah. the 360. Um, Project uh, Morpheus. Oh, sorry. What did I say? He said 360. Oh, That sorry. would be really upsetting if they were still yeah. there. <laughs> um, no. So for the Xbox One and then uh, Project Morpheus. So... Where do we think that might take us in terms of streaming and, uh, you oh. know, championships and esports? Because I, I know esports and, and Twitch and YouTube, I kind of all fit in kind of the same box. Yeah, they're different. They go hand they, in hand. Yeah, they... They, they complement each other. Exactly. Uh, more so than ever before right now. Um, I think the first thing that's going to happen with this would be, like, a virtual ticket. Like, that's not going to go and show you the games, because it's, like, watching somebody else play through virtual reality, I can't imagine how that would be at all beneficial. But maybe something like, you can go and, like, tour the venue kind of thing, with your VR kind of... Well, one of the things you can do, I know, it's like you're at the concert. Yeah. Right? You can be at a concert, and you can see whatever mm. the stage from however far as though you were there. Right. So we've all seen how the stadiums are for like League of Legends competitions. Like they take place in like Staples Center and, yeah. and like it like it's a like it's a basketball game or something. Yeah. I could see that being a thing. Yeah. You're now gonna have, you know, your virtual ticket to actually be there mm. in your living room and so virtually be able to watch the match from your house and you'll be able to not necessarily be you know like I feel like it'll have obviously other enhancements yeah so not necessarily just make you look like you're there in the stadium and, and watch the screen super far away you know obviously they'll have moments where you'll be able to have pop ups like. pop ups and things you'll be able to see what's happening like yeah. right on your screen um but that's one of the the things that I definitely see becoming a thing where you're able to um to do that one of the other things that may also become a thing is um yes you can stream on twitch but what if you could host a party in a virtual reality room oh god that sound that sounds like which one got snapped up by facebook uh Oculus? oculus that sounds like that's where they're gonna go 
But what? Imagine. Ima- okay, so streamers and YouTubers are becoming big personalities, mm-hmm. whether we know them or not. Yeah. The generation coming up behind us follows these streamers so much that we're now having a TwitchCon. Okay. Yes, we are. We are definitely. Doing we are having a TwitchCon, and there are like YouTube. I don't want to say... I don't know if they're actual YouTube cons, but there's like... Yeah, there's two major ones in US at least. Right. Yeah. So these are things that happen where, you know, you can go and meet your favorite Twitch or YouTube personalities. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the next evolution is you can set up a virtual reality space. Oh my God. Oh my God. With, like, maybe there'll be some kind of program where you can create mm-hmm. like a virtual reality room. Like, it could be like... However you want to set it up. You could set it up to be like a crazy um, pimp pad with comfy couches and everything. And you could invite people into your room and hang out with them. And like you're all playing a game together. Mm-hmm. So it's like Twitch, you're watching them play, but you're there sitting beside them while they're playing. That's so cool. I feel like that is going to be... That the- is... That is... That's another level right there. That is... Watching somebody play... Sorry, playing a game of you watching somebody play a game. But it's not just that, though. But because it's, because it's, it's virtual reality, yeah. you're going to be almost sitting there on the couch with them. Just like... Oh God. As though you're, like, real friends. That, you know... I mean, obviously, that's going to be... I, I feel like that's going to be a thing where VR will take us, that now we will never have friends over to play video games because we can just put on our VR headsets, look over, and they'll be sitting right beside us in 3D space, and then we can talk (laughs) smack to them, and they'll hear us and whatnot. Oh, God. So we'll never have to invite friends over, which... Rip in peace, society. Right? (laughs) Goodbye. But... We had a good run. (laughs) But I do feel that that might be the next evolution of, of, you know, streaming and esports, is that... You will be able to be there. You'll be able to kind of experience more of, like, that person's living style should they cho- choose to share it with and you. some of them will. And they will, of course. Because, you, you know, they might be able to be like, oh, only subscribers of my yeah. channel will get to, you know, come into, you know, like... My room and see my room. Subscribers or... get to choose what I'm wearing today. Stop. <laughs> okay, that, 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 let's not. That. Let's not. Anyway, <laughs> yep, email streamers and, and, and that is a whole thing that actually turned into like one of those streamers that I watch, uh, Sky Williams, mm-hmm. is a Twitch streamer for uh, League of Legends. Yeah. And he's gay. And he made a whole rant on YouTube about female streamers and how they, um... So, just disclaimer here, a small proportion of female gamers, streamers, will use, you know, their boobs or whatever, or dress in a certain way to get more viewers and stuff like that. Um, And and he made a stream about that saying how, you know, that basically, you know, harms other female streamers because it sets like an expectation for male gamers to expect oh well female gamers should always be streaming and in boobs so that when regular just female gamers who want to stream aren't wearing something sexy they get flamed and stuff like that so he made a stream about that which 
I get, I get that. I get what he was saying, but, but it turned time, into a whole I'm thing. Al- I'm also like, I don't ever want to tell a woman what she can or can't wear. Right. Like, it's none of my... It turned business. into a huge thing. Exactly. Right? So, uh, he wasn't basically saying, like, you can't no, wear I know, this. No, I understand where he was coming from, but it's, it's not a... As gay guys, we ain't got no business there. Yeah. We ain't, we have got no say in this. Yeah. Like, so don't take... Take your picnic and go elsewhere. I mean, we don't need to have this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, it turned into a huge discussion and, and it, <sighs> yeah, uh, it's, almost a riot, essentially. But it's difficult. Um, now, how do you think um, esports and streaming and the whole the whole family has mm. changed gaming as where we are today? Uh, just from a personal perspective, I think I watch more games than I play anymore. <laughs> and when I'm playing a game, I'm I on the other screen have some. I have, like, six playing right. uh, Trouble in Terrace Town. Mm-hmm. That game is fucking hilarious. It, it, I feel like it has allowed us to consume more gaming. We might not actually be physically yeah. gaming. But in, like, let's use the example of, like, um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. Or um, any other horror game. Mm-hmm. I, what's that other one that people really like to play? Uh, not... Walking Dead. Right, yes. Any of the episodic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really like to watch that. Yes. As opposed to actually play it. Yeah. One thing, uh, there's a game going on right now, uh, Life is Strange, which is this like super hipstery, like, it's pretty much a girl's game, it, but it, it's it's got an amazing aesthetic and it's got some interesting story elements. I haven't played it. I bought the game, but I have no intention to play it. I'm just watching other people play it. Yeah. But, I wasn't ever going to buy it, but I was watching so far into these series. I'm like, I, I owe this developer. <laughs> they're, they're, this, is a, this is a fun movie for me. I'm going to give them the money for the game. I'm never going to play it. But, but that is a perfect example. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. In some instances, uh, let's say Minecraft. Yep. Would Minecraft be where it is today if not for YouTube and streamers? 100% no. 100%. Yeah. You can argue with me. I, you're wrong. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, but like in that instance, it has caused this game to catapult to where it yep. is now. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's other cases where some people will not buy a game because yeah. they've seen it on stream or they've seen the quality of it and they don't like it. I will say it's a stretch, but Mass Effect Three. A lot of people wound up just going on seeing like Total Biscuit go off about the ending and then never actually and then see the endings and like I have no context for this, but whatever. People are telling me it sucks, so I'm not going to buy it. So then, granted, that game did fine financially, right? Anyway, but that's just off the top of my head an example of right. what might happen. It, it, it has it does have a negative yeah. side of it where. You can see a whole game, such as Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, you don't really need to play that game. You can just watch someone play it and still be freaked out and whatnot. Yep. Um, same thing with um, Walking Dead. Like, it's just an episodic type of game. Yeah, it's I think not... those episodic games really have a trouble that... Granted, they're all doing very well. Tell- they're all doing, doing very well. Amazingly, but I can imagine if there is a type of game that suffers from YouTube in that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got all these people who are playing it, and people are like, oh, God, it's great. I'm going to go try it now. So right. it's... Double-edged it's, sword is tough. It's a very double-edged sword, although I think the sword is sharper on one end versus the other. Yes. You know, like, it, it is a good thing in, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Your game is getting more exposure yeah. at the end of the day. And free I, advertising. It's free advertising, you know? And I wish a lot of developers did see it that way, and some don't. Like, Nintendo doesn't quite see it that way. It's getting better, but it's, it's still getting not better. quite there. You yeah. know? Um, 
I think that that might be something that will start to change, though. Yeah. Um, once it does start to get to a certain point, I think it's going to end up where um, these developers, are, you know, either are going to say, you know, we need a cut of this. Because, as we already know, development costs and publishing costs are starting to get huge. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and they might just be like, you know what? <laughs> You guys are making a lot of money off of this, and you want more of this, and it's costing us a lot of money. We want a cut of it. They might not ask for a huge cut, but they're gonna, they might start That's asking true. for a cut. But what a lot of them are doing now, um, if I could take Guns of Icarus, for example, it's a game on Steam. I, as far as I know, they don't have a very large marketing department. What they do is every few months, they will get a group of some really big YouTubers together, have them all put out videos and that's that's their marketing budget is that kind of thing oh so we'll see if if people decide to go that route in terms of actually you know screw our own like spending millions of dollars on publicity and stuff and you know just spend a fraction of that's that that's true they might they might go that route but i still don't i could i don't think i could see big publishers doing that i i'm hopeful that they will i i'm you think so i th- I think it's been around long enough now, and we're not hearing rumblings of it happening. Like, we're hearing rumblings of the exact opposite, of Microsoft paying YouTubers to sponsor their games, which is... I don't think if they're paying them, they're now thinking, okay, well, now we got to take the money back thing. They might. They very much might. Words can't escape right now. But, yeah, I'm... I'm optimistic because fuck, I'm tired of being pessimistic about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, I want to be optimistic about this because oh, I, I, it would I love be it. it would be very interesting to see if it did go that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Like it would, it would implode. It would be. Uh, it would be a good thing. It would be taking something instead of just looking at it as like we need to to stop this and we need to take money from it. Let's see how we can support it, make it grow more, and yeah. make it to our benefit. Exactly. I think that would be a good yep. thing. So, um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see where um, esports and just Twitch and the whole like end up in the next five years. Yep, uh, I think it's going to exponentially grow even more. Yep, you know, Twitch has been bought up by Amazon, and you know, YouTube is still a huge growing thing. So there's still more growth, I think, to go for both of those companies. I don't think they've plateaued by any means. Nope. Twitch, I think, has so much more that it can do. Yeah. Like, one of the things that pisses me off about Twitch is, like, why can't I go and just watch streamers in a certain location? Like, like say I want to see all the people who are streaming in Toronto, and I want to oh. support all the Toronto streamers. That's a really Or I want to support all the Canadian streamers. I love that idea. You know, why does it, whenever I look at a game, it just puts every, every streamer thing. on there. Yeah, they need to. And doesn't, su- like, subsection them in, like, some kind of category. Yeah, their search function needs to be brought up. So what if I only want to watch male streamers? What if I only want to watch female streamers? What if I only want to watch... Streamers from Canada. What if I only want to like? That's a that's a very good idea. I yeah. mean, that's very easy to implement. I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Yeah, it's very irritating. Maybe that's part of what Amazon's there for because they have amazing search capabilities. But the thing, the thing, the reason why I say that is because you go on and and they always put the biggest streamers and they up just at the get top, bigger and bigger, right? And they just get bigger. Hello, there's like a ton of people. Like yeah. if you ever scroll down on like League of Legends, there are thousands of people with like two viewers. With 
mostly, zero. Mostly zero and one. Yeah. Mostly zero and one. Why are we not, like, finding a way to get those people yeah. viewers? Yeah, well, they, they did add in a new thing, which is uh, hosting. So what a, what you could do is you can use your channel and host somebody else. So, But that's on the onus of not Twitch. It's on the onus, it's on the of, onus the, of the, of the, yeah. the, the, the channel to, yeah. to be the almighty Jesus and, and be like, I choose you. you. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Like, they how, need to do- like how, how am I going to, as a, as a streamer, going to be choosed by one of the gods? Like... <laughs> Like, do I have to go on their channel and suck their cock virtually and be like, hmm, I love you, like, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Yep. Moving on from that. Yes. Uh, a couple of news tidbits uh, that I uh, want to mention. So, Nintendo's uh, first of five mobile apps, as we know, they did mention that they're working on mobile games. Yes. Um, one of them is coming this year, and they have four more that are due before 2017. Hmm. Now, which obviously sounds like a large window to only release four mobile apps, but the that reason... That means they're probably good. Right. So their plan is to make each title a hit and yes. continually support them post Yes. So whatever they're planning to come out with, I don't think it's just going to be like, like a Mario Temple run or something yeah. like that. I think what they're planning is going to be something big, mm-hmm. something that's going to receive updates, something that's going to be heavily supported not just for a financial aspect for them to make money from it but i think it's also going to be incorporated into other games that come out on consoles i think there's going to be some kind of tie in there Mm -hmm. some incentive to be like you know play this game and get points here cross it over there's going to be some type of integration there yep so and, and and them only choosing five titles which means they're going to it's going to be like Pokemon is going to be one of them. Yeah. Hands down. Mario is going to be another one for sure. Maybe Zelda. Maybe Zelda might be one of them. And I don't know how they would incorporate some kind of Zelda-esque yeah. thing. But maybe that's something they're working on. Maybe. And and it'll be heavily supported. And I look forward to seeing what it is. Because yeah. most of what Nintendo does is good. Yep. They don't do a lot. But they do good. But they do good. Exactly. Um, Nintendo rides are going to be coming to Universal theme parks across the U.S. <laughs> I'm very jealous. We have none of those in Canada. None. None. Um, but that's really cool because, like, you know, like, they're in theme parks, they have, like, you know, like, your... I know, like, uh, Kansas Land had Hanna-Barbera uh, land for, like, right, way yeah. back in the day yeah. of all those characters. And, like, um, SpongeBob and, yeah. and stuff like that. And those usually do draw a lot of, of crowds, and, and, mm-hmm. and one of the good things I think that is important for Nintendo about this is to still draw in kids. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of, I find, or I feel, of Nintendo fans are still older. Older than they are marketing to, kind of exactly. thing. It feels like, but at the same time. And and a lot of, and, and they, a lot of... Younger gamers now have a lot more options. Yeah. Mobile gaming, um, like, it, it amazes me, like, when I'm at, at work and I see kids come in and they just start playing with an iPhone and they just know how to use it. Like, it is, like, <laughs> second nature to them. Yeah. And then you have, like, my mom who still doesn't know how to, like, operate 
you know, like Has you figured a out how to rewind a VCR yet? Like, you know, it's just, it's crazy. A kid comes in and they pick it up and they just know to touch, touch, tap, slide, pinch, zoom. It's like second nature to it. them, yep. you know? So they have other things that in terms of gaming. So Nintendo isn't as quite as strong of a brand for kids, I find, anymore as it was for us when we were kids. Right. And at, th- at that time, too, we really only had Nintendo and Sega. True. In terms of, like, gaming brands that you strongly yeah. saw. Now you have Sony, you have Microsoft, you have tons of mobile games. Tons of mobile games. Uh, and Apple and... and yeah. Whatever. That all so, being said, every time I go to buy Pokemon cards, there's just like three eight-year-olds, and I'm like, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old. You know, so I, I think it's good that... Um, oh, wait. So I have another Pokemon card story. I went to Walmart when I was back home. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe they'll have Pokemon cards. I was saying to my sister, oh, I wonder where the Pokemon cards are. Lady in front of me just turns around and she's like, what did you just say? And I was like, oh, Pokemon cards. She's like, over there, I bought them for my son. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, that didn't stop me from going and buying a bunch. And then we all, brother and sister, we all opened up the packs. So yeah, so I bit of Nintendo <laughs> nostalgia there. That is so funny. Yeah. So did you play Pokemon cards with your brother I, and sister? I should have because my brother actually knows how to play. I should have brought my decks home to play with them. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so yeah, new, new, uh, Nintendo Universal theme parks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just so much they could pull from. Yeah. I think uh, Michael and Anthony talked about this at length on one of their recent episodes. So if, if you want to hear two gays gush and over the out. thought of this, go check out Ninty Love Fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also Nintendo has started making a profit again. Yay! Go so their, their financial reports for, I guess... Ending of fiscal year 2015, which ended April 1st. I don't understand how that works, but anyways. You know what's funny? I work in that industry, and I should know. I have no idea why it is. Uh, Yeah, why is it end March 31st? Like, I think it's because it takes months for people to actually get their numbers together. So really, Q1 is really the end. You know what? I'm talking out of my ass. I I don't don't know. fucking know. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, point being... They've posted a profit. It's not what they expected to be as profit, but the point but is, it's profit. They the are black. not operating in the in the red anymore. They are now operating in the black. Um, most of that can be attributed to um, higher than expected sales in Wii U games, ah. not uh, 3DS games. Um, the 3DS hasn't been selling as much as they expected, and the the new 3DS. I mean, right? Maybe Reason they should have the- those. Crazy covers that everyone went shit. Well, that I think I think a lot of that is because they didn't come out with what people expected. It says the new 3D. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the, I know, I know exactly. They only came out with black and red. Okay, and I think people. That was really, an ugly red too. It was, it was in my opinion. I know people red. love the red, but I'm sorry, I don't like it. You're wrong. It. <laughs> sorry. They didn't come out with face blades. Okay. And they didn't come out with any games that required you to have that system. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles didn't come out until after their fiscal year was over, for right. one thing. And Xenoblade Chronicles isn't a very wide appealing game to, again, make people want to go out and buy this console or a handheld to play that game. And yeah. I think they've really kind of, you know, screwed themselves over because say they come out with a Mario or something mm-hmm. and it only works on this, then 
Yeah. You really can alienate a huge subsection of your... I just don't know a game that came out around that time. I, they couldn't have done Pokemon, because Pokemon they need to have as the 2DS kind of games. So. Yes. And then there was Majora's Mask, but that's Majora's Mask, now. it didn't use and thing. And then um, Monster Hunter, which isn't really their call to say no. they're not. So. Yeah. so, yeah, what, like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, I got my new one. It's got big screen. I like it. <laughs> they need, I think what, they, what they'll have to do is they'll have to make games that are enhanced on right. the new 3DS, mm. but will still run on the old one. If they can pull that off, that's probably the best decision. Yes, yeah. because they kind of will just alienate a, a sub-market, especially now that it's not... Not that it's not selling, but... Again, there's not there's not anything to buy for it that's yeah. warranting it at sale. Anyway. Um, so, Candy Crush Saga... <laughs> <laughs> is going to be preloaded with every copy of Windows 10. And I found this super interesting because, like, you know, it's it's basically now going to be the new Solitaire on every... Con- like That's sad. On every window. Like, Solitaire is still going still to be, be there, there. But it's going to be, like, sad sitting there all alone underneath, like, colorful Candy Crush. You know, I always remember, and, and this is going to age me, and I don't care, but... <laughs> I mean, Solitaire was on Windows 3.1. Mm-hmm. It had Solitaire, Minesweeper, and I can't remember what the other one was. Was Chip's Challenge then, or was that later? No. I think that was later. It was some other... Well, I can't remember what that third one was. Uh, but it was Solitaire, Minesweeper, and something else. The three games that came with Windows 3.1, it came on Windows 95, and, and so on, and Solitaire's yeah. always been there. They added more games yeah. with Windows 7 and 8 um, that were like chess and, and checkers and Whatever. stuff like that. Um, that come built in, but Candy Crush Saga being in every copy of Windows 10, that I don't know that I like that. I don't want to. Is there an uninstall button? There probably won't be. More bloatware. Great. Thanks for the bloatware, assholes. I mean, that... that <laughs> Thank you for the free uh, operating system, though. Yeah. Very appreciated. That, you know what? That is a very, um... It's going to be a very um, moneymaker for King. Because... Yeah. (laughs) Because now... Okay, you have everyone who's downloaded it for their mobile uh, system. Everyone's going to have Windows 10. It's going to be in everyone's home now. Mm-hmm. So whether you whether you want it or not, it's it's there in your home. So like even if you, you you try it, they're going to lure in some people to play this mm-hmm. now that it's there. Yeah. And then they're going to buy stuff yeah. and the cycle begins anew. Right. <laughs> you know. So they have now more exposure to more people, not beyond just mobile. So. I, I find that interesting. And it must have cost them a lot of money in order to pull that deal off, but but now the, I think they will make a lot of money from it. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to break down everything about E3. Oh, boy. That we know. <laughs> Be right back. Hello, everyone, and we are back to break down E3. E3 is, like, the greatest time in gaming. I've always <laughs> loved E3 as, like, a kid. <laughs> And uh, just get the excitement behind it, and because of all the new announcements that come, it, it's like gaming Christmas. It is in terms of finding out what's coming. You know, some of the biggest um, announcements for every console. I mean, pretty much every console gets announced at E3, like the newer ones. Yeah. Um, all the bigger big games and everything usually always get announced at E3. I mean, uh, you have like 
sometimes where they have random announcements at like other shows or like special conferences. But they're always teasers, whereas the big, the big shebang is usually usually E three, right? Um, you know, Tokyo Game Show is it, still a thing, but it's it, I find it's not as big as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo used to have Space World, which was like its uh, Japanese yeah. sub equivalent of Tokyo Game Show because they didn't really make a big appearance at Tokyo Game Show back in the day. Really? No, weird. They used to have Space World huh. in, in Japan, which was their separate thing from Tokyo Game Show. Um, but now they just now they do Tokyo Game right. Show because. I find Japanese gaming is not was, it's, it's not as where it used to be, right? No, so now yeah. they kind of really have to band together and be like, yeah. look, we can't be like separate. <laughs> um, anyway, so some different things happening this year at E3. Um, mm-hmm. Bethesda, for one, is yes. having its own conference. Never done one before. Um, so they are doing a conference on the Sunday. So generally yes. the conferences start on the Monday. Bethesda doing theirs... Ahead of the gun uh, on Sunday, uh, and rumors talking about the next Fallout and yep. possibly Doom coming mm-hmm. out of them. So Fallout Four, um, and that's going to be for PS4. And I would wait. Is that an ex- a P- uh, PlayStation exclusive? I have no idea. I hadn't heard one way or another. So does it come out on PC? It should. Okay. I can. It's a Bethesda game. They usually actually start on PC. So. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so Fallout 4, we're most likely to be hearing about, because yep. we haven't heard anything in terms of Fallout. Like, None. Nothing. nothing. Like, and the last one was on PS3. And yeah, it was New Vegas. and that was, was that even... I don't think Bethesda actually developed that. I think it was like a third-party... Do- I, I don't know, but basically, anyway. it's been a while. It's been a it's while. Been a while. Um, same for Doom. I think the last Doom game was... I wouldn't know. <laughs> a long time. I haven't played Doom since the original. <laughs> so, yeah, Bethesda uh, looking to do their own conference. I would kill for a teaser of the next Elder Scrolls. Because I want it. <laughs> well, the uh, MMO being a hot pile of garbage has yeah. made me want a real Elder Scrolls. Right, I forget uh, that there Or at least another amazing cinematic cutscene. Like that 15 minute long they made one for the. Um, I think you might get a teaser of something. At least the logo. I just want the logo so I go, oh, yes. But those games, I mean, they generally take a long time to a make. A long time. It's right? An, and they just did the away. MMO, which I think for them was supposed to be... It wasn't It wasn't Bethesda that did it, though. It was it? Oh, okay. Party. So it, they were sort of the publisher behind it as opposed to the developer. Oh, okay. So who... I, I can't remember who made it. Okay. All right. So, um, so Microsoft, um, starting off the... Um, the conferences on well, not really starting because Bethesda is on Sunday. Um, but Monday at nine thirty a.m., we're getting Microsoft. This year, they're doing a fan fest, which involves five hundred fans. Um, they're going to get VIP access uh, to a celebrity challenge that they're doing, uh, a Twitch party, uh, and a meet and greet, and then they get early access to um. To play right. all the games that they're going to be showing. Um, so this year, I think, is a big year for Microsoft. Um, uh-huh. So in previous uh, E3s, they were alluding to a lot of games that were coming out and things like that. So some of the big games that we should expect to see at this E3 and that are going to be releasing, some of them releasing this year. These are like the exclusives. Um, Crackdown, uh, Fable Legends, 
Forza 6, Gears of War. Now, Gears of War um, 4. Yeah. We may see something, we're not but it's not, it's not something that we're going to play. Because generally, they keep Halo and and uh, Gears of War on separate releases. They yeah. usually alternate the releases of them, I find. In the I past, so, yeah. they would usually do a Halo, then a Gears of War. Then a Halo, then a Gears of War is usually how they, yeah. they did it. So, um, Halo 5, of course, uh, being this year's big Xbox release. Quantum Break, we know, has been delayed again. Uh, sorry, just going back to Halo 5, I can't wait for them to come out and like start talking about how many units they sold in Master Chief collection, version, but not actually say anything about how absolutely not good it was. Oh, yeah, they won't say It's, it's going to be, we have sold this many, this many, and no, nothing like, and you guys are still playing it today, and we deliver on, no, it's just going to no. be, we sold this many. Here Done. comes the next one. You'll like this one. Yeah. Please like this one. Yeah. Um, they actually are coming out with a Master Chief bundle for uh, the Xbox Jesus, One. Jesus. It's in white, and it comes with the Master Chief collection. So expect a lot of Halo this holiday season. You're going to have the bundle that's going to basically just come with it. They have the price reduction, and then Halo's coming out. I think this is like honestly going to yeah. be like the big year for Microsoft, because Sony, honest to God, I, I'm kind of worried for them. A little bad. A little worried for them. So anyway... Finishing up with Microsoft, so Quantum Break um, is delayed. Um, Rise of Tomb Raider. I think Quantum Break's never going to happen. That is, that, that, that is <laughs> never going to happen. Never, ever, ever. It's done. Um, I think. I think part of the delay is because they're they want to do the simultaneous release with the TV show, right? The actors are going to be like ancient by the time I finish yeah. this. So <laughs> give over. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider and Scalebound was one of the games listed as exclusives. I can't remember which one is Scalebound, but there was also another one that they had announced. Oh, what was the... Uh, the one from Platinum Games. Maybe is that the one from Platinum Games? Maybe. You know how Platinum Games was yeah, coming out with a game? A dragon type something? That, that must be it. It might be that. If it's not. Uh, don't forget, we also have the unknown rare title still coming. I so. believe that one was cancelled. Oh. No, wait, wait. Rare. Like the, uh, the, the possibility of either Battletoads or Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um... It's Battletoads. It's it, Battletoads. I, I can't get excited about Battletoads. I hated that game as a kid. It's it's Battletoads. It's, like, it's not that big of a secret. Yeah, it's no. whatever it's coming, it's, it's Battletoads. Yep. Okay. Um... Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was the um, there was another one I think that was announced last year. God, I can't remember. It was an old older game. Oh, what was it called? I can't remember now. Anyway, forget oh, it. Okay. Doesn't matter. I, th- I think it was canceled anyway. <laughs> um, but I think this is a very big year for Microsoft. Yeah. I look forward to them talking about my uh, Windows 10 integration. They're definitely yeah. going to do a lot of they're that. They're going to do a lot of There's that. There's going to be a lot of swipey weird stuff when they're talking about virtual reality and we're going to think, wow, that looks really pretty. I don't think it's very useful, but it's pretty. I we're going to see a lot of that again. I think, yes, they are going to talk about Windows 10 integration, but I think they are going to obviously focus on the games because that is I hope much... they do. I really, truly hope they do this. I, I think they've learned their lesson. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Um, Phil, Phil Spencer, Spencer is not going to let is, that happen. Yeah, he's very big <laughs> on the game. Somebody starts talking about Windows 10, he's going to come out on soon. Just like, no. Yeah. No. Get out. Right? Um, I think we're going to see a lot of um, 
games, like, they're, they're going to announce, like, they already said how Fable Legends is going to be on Windows 10, and you can co- cross-play yes. with people on PC and mm-hmm. Xbox. So I think they're going to go more into that. Yeah. Like, maybe they'll say, oh, and by the way, Halo 5 also coming out for PC. Ta-da! Only for Windows 10, right? Like, okay. it'll only run on Windows 10. By the way, you get it for free. That, well, that, that, that I think that would be a bit of a stretch. Well, yeah, Windows 10 no, you get for yeah, free. Yeah, Windows, yeah. But, I mean... I don't see. I don't think they're losing out mm. by doing a cross release um, of if they were to like release Halo Five on PC at the same time. I would, I, I would. I might get it. I might actually get it. Right now, I know this might be seen it's, as it's like a, a, a hurt to their console sales because people could be like, "Why well, I could just buy it on yeah on PC." But you'd need a monster PC, so maybe people are like, maybe it's just cheaper for me to get an Xbox. You know, I honestly don't, I don't think it'll be a huge yeah. loss. Because I think people will still want an Xbox for a lot of other things that are going to be coming yeah. out on Xbox. So they might just say, you know what, I'll just get an Xbox and mm-hmm. then get Halo on that anyways, because I'm used to playing it on console. Yep. Plus they have the Master Chief Collection. So that plus that... I really think they do have a strong holiday season coming this year, and I definitely and 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 the reason I do also say that they Sony is a, is in a little bit of trouble. So coming up to them now, their conference is on the the fifteenth as well uh, in the evening at six. These times are all Pacific time, by the way. Yeah. Um, they're going to be showing the the conference in theaters again. Good luck getting tickets, because I believe they've already gone on sale and they're already sold out. And it's going to smell funny. Yeah, it's going to smell like the worst type of funk ever. It's going to be disgusting. Um, So the big games, and when I say big games, these are the only exclusive games that we kind of know about right now for Sony. Exclusives being Persona 5, Uncharted 4, which we already know is delayed... And that was yeah. supposed to, I think, be the big game for them as this a result, holiday. Side note: As a result, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider. I don't know. I don't think it's going to get pushed up, but I think we're going to see a lot more finished stuff to make it seem like Rise of the Tomb Raider is the thing that's coming next, and that's what you should get if you're looking for Uncharted right now. <laughs> well, and that's going to be exclusive. So I, I mean, mean, yeah. Again, these are things that are more favor favoring um, Microsoft this year for holiday as opposed to uh, Sony. Um, so they also have Until Dawn. And one of the things that people have been mentioning as Sony going to push as, like, a big release for them is No Man's Sky. Right. The indie title that, that is... A.K.A. the game that most of VG Realist still isn't quite on board with. <laughs> Here it comes. Okay. <laughs> Look. I'm not trying to shit on this game. No, no. But We're trying I to just... shit on the people who are calling it Jesus. Like, <laughs> I just... Like, what is the game about? Like... <laughs> No, like I don't see. Okay, I know that they're really trying to. I I think they are going to try to push this as like the big holiday game. It's also coming out on PC. That's another thing. Yeah. Now, if if it is that Sony does try to push this as their big holiday title, I think they're going to give money to the developers to say to delay it on PC. Mm. I think that's something that you will see. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like... I just don't understand why the game got so much praise that it did. I'm not saying that the game sucks, but like... People were going like apeshit bananas over this game. I like, think I think it's even if they didn't know anything about it, I think it's because they saw pink and they saw things they didn't understand. And were like <gasps> colors, 
it's something maybe new. I don't know anything about it, but sure. I, I think it's just reckless optimism in the face like, of... To my sure. understanding, the game is like just exploring planets and... and like, is there any, like, act, like, what is... This might be a Minecraft thing that just we're never going to understand. It might it be. Might be it, it might be. might, that might, that might be, be one of those things. That we're just, we're not going to get. I just don't get. But anyway, so I think No Man's Sky might be one of those things that they push. Because they don't really have anything else as, as an exclusive thing as, like, the must-have for PlayStation this holiday. Yeah. Now, At don't all. get me wrong. PlayStation, in terms of console sales, is in, great. is in no threat no. whatsoever from either Microsoft or Nintendo. Even if you add Microsoft and Nintendo's numbers together, they still are not yeah. enough to beat Sony. Sony is just miles ahead of the competition. So but, if they had a soft year this year, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And, and but this, at, at that same note, now we've got all of these people... And if I want if I want to be nice and think about the people, they ain't going to get no games for Christmas. There's nothing coming out for them. There's nothing coming out for them exactly. So, but sorry. one of the thi- one of the things that um, works still in Sony's favor is that because a lot of people already have it, when it when it comes to multiplayer games, people are going to get right. it on uh, PlayStation. True, you know, and that that is something that I struggle with too sometimes is because. So Mortal Kombat, when it came out, and we were talking about it with friends at work, and they're like, oh yeah, I got Mortal Kombat, I got Mortal Kombat, but they all fucking have it on PlayStation. Everybody has a PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation. (laughs) So I I frequently get shit on at work being like, oh, you bought an Xbox. Well, that was stupid. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I honestly see very little difference between these two systems in terms of third-party offerings. Yep. And I... Anyway, that's a whole other yeah, rant. Yeah, we're not going to um, that right now. The other big titles that I think will come for Sony, um, but maybe not, maybe not, because... So, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 15. Right, they're a thing, but... Square has its own conference this year. Which is so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> so, this is, again, another thing that's different this year. Square's having their own conference. I mean, they did have, like, kind of... Not big conferences, but they did like showcase their games and stuff yeah. like that. Like they had a booth and stuff like that. But now they're actually having their own conference, kind of like EA, kind of like Ubisoft. I'm surprised Activision has never got on board to the, their own separate conference. They generally tend to just rely on Microsoft and Sony to showcase Call of Duty and stuff like that, and and whatever other big titles they have coming out. They usually rely on whatever other console. Um, so I don't really know what else to expect from Sony this year yeah. in terms of their own conference. Because, yes, they're going to show the third-party stuff, but I don't think it's going to be as big because the other developers have their own shows. Bethesda is going to already have theirs on Sunday. Yeah. So if, if they really announce Fallout 4, it's not going to be a big excitement. Yeah. When it we'll comes find on, out the first DLC is there early for a PlayStation. Yeah, and like, who cares about that, right? Okay, and okay, so Sony's gonna have may show. Like, I still don't. I don't think that. Like, like, say we're gonna get new information about Kingdom Hearts three. 
I don't think it's going to be during the Sony conference. I think it's going to be in the Square conference the next day. Yeah. Like, why would Square have their own conference and then say, Sony, here, take the Kingdom Hearts trailer that we're going to, you know, wow people with in our own conference. Maybe what they'll do for these is have teasers and it. For the full thing, check in tomorrow. But then would Sony well, let them do that? Well, then what's the point? Well, like, why would Sony let them do that? I don't fucking... I don't Sony, fucking know. But we already got a teaser for Kingdom Hearts last year. So Ugh, It's Square Enix. They were perfectly fine giving us teasers for seven true. years and then finally released a game that sucks. <laughs> Very Love true. You. Very true. But at the same time, in terms of like... When we think of E3 conferences and we always think of the wow and the ooh and the ah and in yeah. terms of like, you know, the the almighty question, who won E3? You know, when you think of when the consoles were announced and Sony came out and said three ninety nine, no downloading or no online always, blah, blah, blah. And dude basically just dropped the mic and walked off stage. You know, you think of those conferences as like, oh my god, okay, this was like the big thing that happened. I don't know that Sony has anything really yep. that ooh and awing this year that's really going to wow anyone. Like, yes, they're going to show us Uncharted. They will show us more Uncharted. That you can guarantee. But is it coming out this year? No. Nope. So I am a little bit worried for them. Just a, just mildly. I think this is going to be the year that Microsoft gains ground, honestly. I... I I'll, I'll get behind you on that. Yep. Like, they're going to gain ground. I'm not saying they're going to, like, obviously, like, trounce no. Sony. But I think this it's, holiday... And this is their moment. This is their moment. This is their Last holiday, if I'm not mistaken, Microsoft did sell more consoles than them in the U.S. I think I think I remember hearing that. In the U.S. Yes. Overall, you know, in the U.K. Still. and Japan, Sony sold more. But here in the U.S., yeah. They sold more. Sorry. Adjacently in the U.S. Yeah. Not here. Sorry. Adjacently sorry. in the U.S. Well, and Canada. North America. There, there we go. Uh, North America, they sold more here. And I think we're going to see that a lot more this year with how much exclusives that they have coming. And and I think that the exclusives is what's going to push Microsoft a bit further this year. And, and cause Microsoft to be the big ooh and ah this year. Right. Now, coming up to Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, Nintendo could have had an ooh and ah year with Zelda, but that we know has been delayed. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. their conference is at 9 a.m. on the Tuesday, June 16th. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they, they uh, had announced that they're bringing back the World Championships event, which hasn't happened since... Sorry, just a second. I, I think I missed something here. Are they actually doing a conference, or are they doing another... Sorry, they're doing direct. the digital event. Okay, okay. When I say yeah. conference, I mean... Yeah, because that one, the, the Nintendo Direct, like, big shebang thing, that was... That was perfect for them yeah so, I'm, so they're, doing, they're doing that again yes so. they're doing that again they're doing their d- direct digital event at yeah. 9 a.m sorry yeah. um not an actual in-person conference um on the sunday they're doing the world championship event um at, and basically there's going to be playoffs or happening at best buy locations i think they only picked eight yeah there's not a lot of them and yeah they only oh. picked eight and god help those best buys because it, they're going to be like fucking packed Oh God. <laughs> Eight locations across the U.S. they picked, uh, and then they're going to be flying those people in uh, for the Sunday for like a big um, hoopla event, um, basically an esports event. Eventually, uh, and it's involving I think um, NES Remix and like those type of um, small challenges and stuff like that. Right. 
We don't know too much more about it, but um, th this is looking to be like a ongoing event, I think, that they're going to probably do every year if it's done well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you're going to have the Treehouse Boys, including Sexy Eric. hi -o. Being on Twitch all fucking E3. <laughs> Which I'm super happy about because I'm home and at school during the day, so I can watch Twitch. So I'm just going to be, like, staring at Eric all day. Oh, dear. And yes, I'm thirsty where Eric is concerned because he's fucking hot. And you know what? He's not the only one. There's a lot of hot treehouse boys. A lot. They really are. So I am super excited to for that. Now, in terms of what games are going to be showing this year, not very much. Not, no. You not know, a lot. Nothing we're going to be really. seeing Mario Maker. Which we've already seen. Um, and, you know, this is one of the unfortunate things for Nintendo this year is that they've shown a lot of these things before. So we're just going to be seeing more of them now. Uh, and, and that not necessarily excite that many people. Yeah. So Mario Maker we're going to see. We're going to see more of Shin Megami uh, cross Fire Emblem. Uh, so Star Fox, uh, they're going to unveil. And I think that's going to be the big holiday title this year. Yeah. Hopefully, depending Hopefully. on how complete it is and 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 how much how well done it is and and knowing that Star or sorry Zelda has been delayed, I think there really is a big push to make Star Fox yeah. the game this year. Okay. I've never been a huge Star Fox man. Really, I lo I love sixty four and I I even liked Adventures. Yeah, I've never been a huge Star Fox fan, but I I'm not saying I hate the games. Um, they're just never on the top of your radar. They're never on the top of my radar. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes if with this game mm. and if it sways more people. Um, I just don't think it's a big console seller, to be honest. I can't imagine. I don't like. I don't think people buy a Nintendo console to play Star Fox. If you already have one, you buy. Star I think Fox. they did for like the sixty four because it was a different use of the three D. But there's really there's nothing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No. Um. Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is already out in Japan, but I think we're gonna see, um, we're gonna see it in in English, and we'll finally get a release date. I think uh, for Xenoblade Chronicles X, which probably will be like September, mm. I'm guessing, um, and then Yoshi's Holy World, which we've Yay! seen, which we've seen a lot. I think they already gave a release date for that, but I think they're just gonna show that again. I just want the amiibo or any sort of little plush thing. I know. I, I, the game looks amazing, but all I want is the toy. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, do you think there will be any, like, hidden titles? Like, in terms of, like, 3DS, like, I have no idea what... I... Because I we already know the Fire Emblem game is, is not till 2016. There might be one... I, I like, have what? a if Random prediction that's probably not going to happen. I think we might see one of the mainline, like... Like a Mario, Zelda, or something like that, but not being the main character, we might see like Princess Daisy goes to do the dishes type of game, kind of, <laughs> and that's going to be the thing. Or Impa takes Ganondorf to Alcoholics Anonymous. Something, something with some other character, some other character, like, as a 3DS title. Yeah, or even uh, we, I don't know. Basically, I'm saying the Toad's Treasure Finder kind of thing. Something along okay. those, something new that's not a big headliner, but it's like, hey, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Maybe it will be a cross title. Maybe. 
it'll be like the 3DS and Wii U because they got to really stretch their development and say, look, uh, we're going to make this for both consoles <laughs> because we're kind of running out of ideas. Yeah. Um, poor Nintendo, though, always having to support their own systems themselves. But you know what? They do a damn good job of it. They do. Um, I don't... I'm The fanboy in me wants another Metroid... I don't think I, I I honestly don't think we're gonna get another Metroid until the next console. Yeah, probably. The fanboy me definitely wants one. Hardcore, like I want another Metroid game. Um, I think they're trying to decide where to go with In the my next opinion, Metroid. If Nintendo wants, if they actually wanted to get third party big games back on board, one of the entry things to actually get like the fan base playing on Nintendo systems is to do a, Met- a really good Metroid game. Because mm-hmm. Metroid is, it's like a stepping stone into, because if, if, like, Call of Duty, God fucking love them, if they saw that a shooter that's mature but is doing the same really time, well. Metroid Prime wasn't a big seller. Exactly. That's the problem. That's why I say, like, if they could make that work, that I think is one of those things. Because in my opinion, one the only way that Nintendo is going to get those third parties is not to pay them to come in or anything. It's to get a fan base there that those people can now say, oh, there's people who aren't just playing uh, Yoshi right. goes to school. But I, and I think that's what the issue is for them in terms of making the next Metroid is trying to find where to go with it because yeah. Prime, as great as the series as it was, highly underrated yeah. and highly underplayed, um, it didn't sell very well. Nope. I think the first one was the only one that really sold well. The other one's just Echoes, unfortunately, I think really ruined fucking ammo ruined system. This, yeah, fucking ammo system. But you know what? Three was so, so good, good, but then it was not played. It. And I think so that I think Echoes bad. really. If it didn't have that ammo system, like the light and dark world, I didn't mind. Yeah. It was a good, you know, additive concept, but it just the ammo system just ruined that game. Totally ruined it. I, I and I don't know why they did that. I think they were trying to go for like the whole ooh first person shooter and you have ammo and you have to reload. No, 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 no. stop it. Anyways, so the other developers, of course, EA, Ubisoft, and as we mentioned, Square are doing their own thing. Um, so of course we have EA. Shoot me, EA is the only conference that I care about. I, I hate EA, but they have all of my games held hostage right now, so it is the only conference. I want to see what they give for us for Mass Effect. Um, I think we're, I think what we will get for Mass Effect, um, will most likely be, we're not gonna get any gameplay. I know, and I hope we don't. I think what we, that teaser that we got, mm-hmm. that talked about what the game is. Yeah. I think we'll get something like that. Yeah. It will basically, it will either confirm everything that was on that list, or just be like, uh, no, that guy was totally wrong. Yeah. This is what the game is. Yeah. I desperately want them to do that, because like I said last time we talked about that leak, I didn't feel excited, because I was being told about what the Mass Effect game might be from somebody who read a survey who wasn't trying to sell me on it. I want to see Bioware and EA be like, look, this is why you should be excited about this, and then I'll get excited, because yeah. I'm a gullible shit. <laughs> I think they'll give us that. I think they'll give us like a detailed list of what the game is about. I think we'll get some concept art. I want like an introduction to the story. Like even if they, it's not like an itemized list of like, here's the place you're going. Here's the, like, give me like the, the opening paragraph kind of thing. The prologue kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like 
that, that's yeah, all I want right Gameplay, now. I don't think we'll see no. any of. And I hope we don't, because it's not going to be ready. I want that to be so ready, so that when but what if they super excited. What if they gave you the prologue in gameplay form? Then I will just... Shit your pants. Uh, what if they? What if like? What if they made the, the prologue in in a way that it was done, mm. but it didn't show you like what the, right. the whole game is like? Because yeah. I think obviously Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect is going to be this, you know, it's giant, going to, it's going to be sprawling, game, right? Yeah. After but, seeing Dragon Age Inquisition, it's going to be a sprawling thing, right? But what if they were able to? give you the prologue, which is, like, literally just a small bit of the game that just kind of opens up what the game is about. And give you, you a, end and blah. Give you a feel about what, the, at least the main character, so you can, you know... Yeah, that's true, because it's the first time we're going to have a new character for Mass Effect. Right. So it'll give you the new character. Yeah. You'll be, like, be able to, you know, set him yeah. up, what he looks like and whatnot. I think they... I think they could do that, honestly. They have the opportunity this time around to do that. Because I think that it's enough to say this is what the game is and give you a a feel for what the game will be like. Right. And 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 then and then talk about the game. Yeah. Interesting. Without necessarily you know, giving you an unfinished game. Yeah. Because the prologue will be just the just the just the tip. Right? It's just the tip. Yeah. Just the tip. Um, I like your other notes here. You've got Titan Face and you've got sports. Because we know there's going to be the greatest drama of all time. Soccer. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, EA's going to go into all their sports games. Ugh. Who cares? Yeah. No no one here that listens to this podcast. Nope. Um, Titanfall, they're going... We already know... They already announced that Titanfall 2 was a thing before, before Titanfall Titan- was released. So Titanfall, they're <sighs> definitely going to talk about. Um, yeah. I think we're going to get another Titanfall 2016. And I think we'll see it... Because what? We got first one in 2014? Did we? Or was it this year? No, no, no we got Titanfall 2014. Didn't we? Was it 2014 or 2013? Or was it this year? No, it wasn't this year. It was definite. It was March. It was like March 2014. Yeah, it's 2015 now, though. Yeah, so it was last year. So I think we'll get the next Titanfall 2016. Yeah, and I hope this time, because we've seen that the gameplay itself was quite good in Titanfall. I hope they flesh out to give it a full experience so it doesn't feel like a $20 game. Yeah. Make it worth that 60. Make it work. Make it work. Um, And then Mirror's Edge 2. Right, that pretty game that I've never played, but seems interesting, and I hope it does well. Um, so I think we're going to finally get more on Mirror's Edge two. Maybe they'll have a release date, but Maybe. I don't think it's. A t- I don't think it'll be till twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, so Ubisoft, of course, you're going to get your <laughs> Assassin's <laughs> Creed. Cut our three games here. Well, you're going to get your Assassin's Creed and the Division. I think we're going to hear about Watch Dogs. Yep. Um, we've already know that someone let the cat out of the bag that it's in development. So I think they're going to show us Watch Dogs 2, what it's about. Please, please give us a better story <laughs> for crying out loud. You know, like I said, I've said many times before on this podcast, Watch Dogs is a good game. It has a great, great concept. Mm-hmm. And if they, they really can make it into something good. If yeah. they just fix that goddamn story... Yeah. Don't make it Aiden Shaw. Please give us someone else with somewhat of a personality. But he has that iconic hat. 
I'm not kidding. They call that hat iconic. Well, you can put that hat on someone else. Somebody else gets the iconic hat. You know? The you know what, you know what would be hat. smart for them? <laughs> Since they've fucked up so much in the past. Make the main character of Watch Dogs a woman. There we go. There we go. Because I, I will say, we, I can shit all over Ubisoft, but they have made some... Some of their games have had really good female characters. Like, for all that, again, as that's was stupid in the last one, they have had a playable character as a female, and she was great mm-hmm. in uh, one of their side games for that. So Yeah. Um, they can do it. I believe in you. Do it. Yeah. Do um, it. In terms of other Ubisoft games, I think there's the, one of the Rainbow Six games that they're working oh, on, right? right. Is that the, the Division? One with the really... Oh, is it? No, I think no. Division something else. No. no. Rainbow Six is... It's the one where they had the really awkward uh, team speak going on. Yes. Like, Which I thought... I was like, is this, is this actually... I, I, I was very confused. Like, was this real or was this like scripted? But it, I think it was scripted. Oh, it was super scripted. Yeah. Um, so we're, we'll probably hear about that. Um, and then, of course, Square coming out with theirs. So I think they're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy 15, 14, uh, Bravely Second. We're going to uh, hear about the English version. Right. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, it's already out in Japan. Um, Deus Ex and Just Cause oh, 3. Deus Ex. That's definitely happening. Um, and then, of course... Uh, they'll talk about Tomb Raider because that is theirs. That is theirs. Um, one of the other things that's happening as a first this year is PC is going to have its own conference. This is, to, a, this is interesting. Yeah, so brought, brought to you, to you by, by PC Gaming Magazine and AMD. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blizzard is going to be a part of it. They're going to have different speakers come on. Yep. Um, this is the first for E3. E3 yep. has very much been about. Uh, home consoles um now developers who have come there and they've shown their own pc games but of course pc gaming as a whole is never you don't have like your one person to come on and represent pc gaming like you don't have your iwata you don't have your phil spencer you don't have your like douche nozzle whatever (laughs) guy or you don't have aisha tyler for you don't have that one person oh i forgot about aisha yes i watched so much who's lying over the weekend i'm so excited (laughs) for her again i know i know because she don't give a fuck (laughs) she don't give a fuck oh that joke fell flat on you nerds fuck you yeah pretty much pretty much she don't give a fuck i'm really excited for you know i don't really like Ubisoft no. as a gaming company, but I will watch their conference just for her. Yes. And because I actually do want to see Watch Dogs too. Yeah. So I, I am looking forward to this year's Ubisoft. But yeah, so PC Gaming yes. um, is happening on Tuesday, June 16th in the evening time, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I think what we're going to get is a pretty big reveal on um, Overwatch. I hope they release, like... When the beta is coming out, yeah, have they said that yet. They haven't said. Um, we already know that um, Heroes of the Storm will be officially out yes. by the time uh, that's done. Yep. So, in terms of what Blizzard will be working on, um, I mean, World of Warcraft is its own beast. That I mean, is kind of just self-operating. I mean, they already have. They already know what their forecast is yeah. for World of Warcraft. They're not going to announce the next expansion. No. They're going to save that for BlizzCon. Exactly. I think, I think BlizzCon, we're going to hear about the next expansion. I, I don't think Blizzard's going to do anything except for Overwatch for this. I think they'll save the rest for BlizzCon. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. I think it's Overwatch is going to be the thing that we'll, we'll, we'll hear about. And of course, because it's PC gaming and... You know, anytime some kind of new thing happens, 
people just can't help but say the number three, and people just can't help but... Oh, God. People just can't help but hold faith. People are going to be watching this for, like, all of the symbolism. Yeah. I hope that at some point, just in the background... Like, Gabe Newell doesn't need night to show up. They need to have him, like, in the bottom corner of one of the screens. Like, his face just slowly fades in and fades out. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> and then it stops. And it was like... <gasps> and then it does it again. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I would love to see the guys from Magicka 2 come out and do... Because they're... Like, their game's coming out, whatever. At, we're still confused about when because apparently it's only review copies are out right now. But I, I just love their advertising because it's just so ridiculous. It's so stupid. Yeah, it is. It's they don't give a shit, <laughs> and I want to see them come up on stage at E3 and not give a flying. Yeah, shit. it'll be great. Um, it would be absolutely phenomenal if Half Life Three actually did happen. Yeah, I mean. If it did, it would just shit all over everything, everything. of the yeah. three. Like, all of this will, will not, not matter. matter. Like, because, okay, so the, the PC conference is going to be the last thing. Yeah. And all of this would have happened. And then comes the PC conference. And then, literally, um, who's the developer or the guy who created Half Life 3? Is uh, it Gabe Newell? He's the guy behind The that, guy behind so. it? He should just come out on stage. Be like, Half Life 3. Or just draw the number three and, <laughs> and just drop them on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, okay. what would, you know what would be super trolly from uh, <laughs> if they do put up the number three, and, but it's Portal Three, and then and then Glados comes up and says, "Oh, were you expecting something else?" and just fucking trolls the shit out of everyone, but it's Portal Three. Oh my God, Valve, give us money! I could see we will be your marketing company right now. I could <laughs> see Portal Three coming uh, uh, being an actual release. But if they did that and just that troll be, the fuck out of everyone, that'd be the I would love that. Greatest thing that uh, you know what E three is ruined for me. Nothing is going to live up. I know, I know. Ordinary, <laughs> just game. Oh goodness! <sighs> well, that concludes this week's episode of uh, Video Game Realness. Um, what are your E three predictions? What are you hoping to see? Um, who do you think will be the quote unquote winner of E three? Remember now, we have Bethesda, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, EA, Ubisoft, Square, and now PC. So that's seven. Right. I'm going to split them up. Players. I'm going to split them up. Out of the big three, I'm going to say based off what we've seen, Microsoft's going to have the strongest one. But I don't Absolutely. think I don't think any of them are going to be any big wow thing. Okay. In terms of the developers, so Bethesda, EA, Ubisoft, and Square. For me, I'm going to be excited about EA, but I I think Square's got the most exciting lineup here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethesda has the opportunity to surprise us. Yes. In terms of best moment in the whole thing, it's going to be whatever the fuck happens in the PC thing, because oh my god. <laughs> I, I think something big is going to happen in the PC to, thing. It has to. Like, why would they even bother with yeah. a PC conference if something big wasn't going yeah. to happen? Why would they even bother? Because... For how many years has E3 been on? And now they decide to be like, oh. oh my god, sudden terrible thought. What if they just talk about steam machines? <sighs> you've you've just ruined E3 for me. It uh, hasn't sorry. happened. It's been it hasn't ruined. happened, and you've you've ruined you've I, ruined I'm sorry. E3 for me. Because right. if that happens, why? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> anyway, what are your predictions? Um. In terms of, like, the big winners or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft, I think, is going to be the the console winner. Um, if 
EA can give that scenario that I gave you about Mass Effect yeah. and and just a playable portion, like just the prologue, which yeah. will tell, which gives you the story and da 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 da. Um, EA will be the big winner. Otherwise, it'll be Bethesda if they show Fallout Four. Yeah, and yeah, but. Everything will trump everything, if anything, to do <laughs> if the number three with is Valve and in, 3. Yeah. It could be Left 4 Dead 3. <laughs> it could be Portal 3. And Half-Life 3 is never fucking happening. It's okay? not. They, they, if, if Half-Life 3 ever happens, it has to be beyonce They need to drop it in the middle of the yeah. night with no advertising. No, seriously. And then Gabe Newell needs to tweet about vegan mm. cupcakes. No, literally, literally you are correct. They cannot... Half-Life 3... <laughs> The hype okay. is already so far. You can't do anything else. You, you can cannot. You cannot tease about this. You cannot show anything about it because of how much expectations people have. Mm-hmm. You will not meet anyone's expectations. So why bother showing anything about the game? Yeah. Anything you show is going to piss off some subsection of gamers. Yeah. You just need to drop this game, and then everyone I mean, will be so excited because it happened. Yeah, and that's it. Don't. Don't give it. Don't give any pre-releases to to nope. uh, any news outlets. Nope. Why would you need to? There nope. is so much hype behind this game. I would even fucking buy it. Yeah. I've never played a Half Life game. <laughs> no, that's not true. I played the first right. one, and then the cockroaches came and jumped at the screen, and I, I turned was like, it off. Nope. Done. Move on. But because of because of the type of game and 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 that extreme hype train behind this, they literally need to Beyonce this game. Yep. They would strongly benefit from beyonce this game. (laughs) That's the the verb. beyonce It's true, though. Because you will not meet the expectations of gamers. You don't want reviewers to... uh, Reviewers to possibly... uh, You're just never going to meet people's expectations. Just let them play the game and just play it. Yep. Because they will buy it. Because they'll buy it. The second it comes out. They'll buy it. So... Just let them play it, and if they hated it, oh well, you already bought it. Yep. You know, let them just buy it and play it, and that's the way that is going to make yeah. that game astronomically sell. It's going to be good regardless, but you are going to have those haters who are going to be like, oh, this game sucks, yeah. but they still bought it, and the, and and if they do any teasers, there's a potential that they might not buy it. Just Beyonce it. Just yeah, Beyonce just it. Do it. Call it a day. There we go. Like, just... You know what? They shouldn't even, like... It should literally just be, like... They just put it on Steam one day. No announcement. No press release. Nothing. Like, you literally just go on Steam one day, and people will be like... Um... <laughs> and then let what? the internet happen. And just let the internet happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. If that could happen... Do you know that would be, like... That would be one the- of the most historic moments <laughs> in video gaming history? Yep. It would be. It would be crazy! Anyway... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so sorry. Now that I've got myself like completely worked up, it's never going. It's never going to be. A it's never going to. It's never going to be what we want it to be. It's <laughs> never going to be. But it's just yeah. Anyway, that concludes this week's episode. Uh, we may do another episode in between now and E three, um, but look forward to uh, a big E three news extravaganza from Video Game Realness. Uh, where we'll probably do like I don't know four or five episodes that week, you know, like yeah. we did last year, we'll split the conferences yep. up and break them down and give you our opinions because obviously our opinions matter. Totally. Why else are you here? Anyways. Um, if you're not here for facts, that's <laughs> abundantly clear. 
Yeah, we, we're not educated on, like, extreme facts and stuff. Like, I still can't remember what that goddamn <laughs> Microsoft game. game is that was announced last year. And I I'm trying to remember, and I don't remember. And I, it's going to bother me. Anyway... Cameron, you and I have managed to now talk for an hour and 50 minutes. Wow. That's a thing. That's a thing. Great. Anyway, good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.